Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to episode number four of the Road to Divi One. Thanks for joining us for another week. I'm uh, joined with my co-host of this podcast series, Andy Buchanan, on a Sunday night to recap his training week, talk about a couple of developments in uh, the Bendigo Bat season. I'm also going to have a beer, not sure if he's having a cup of tea, but um, Andy, a bit's changed since I spoke to you last time. You're in lockdown, and welcome to this week's episode. Yeah, thanks, Brady. Always good to be on. I was actually, uh, when you said, oh, welcome to episode four, I actually had to think, and uh, I can't believe we've made it into four episodes. It's pretty exciting. So, um, but yeah, it's all it's all changing down here in Victoria. So I'm actually um, actually just drinking a Mount Franklin lightly sparkled uh, lime drink. So yeah, no, okay, no tea for me. A bit of a step up from the tea. I'll pay that. We could yeah, be on like yeah. a hard liquor in three or four episodes time, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if we do a few um, after Gold Coast, I might be on a few of the beers. Have, but I, have I, you got a deal going at the moment where you're not drinking beers until Gold Coast? Nah, I I don't know. I'm I'm not a big drinker. I'll I'll occasionally enjoy a beer every now and then, but I'm I don't know. I just um I just see they're a bit of a waste of money, really. Um, and I quite quite I don't know. I don't hang out for them, so I just don't really drink them. I'm not an anti-drinker. Like I'll happily go to the pub and have a have a pot and palmer and that kind of stuff, but I just don't really, um, yeah, I don't know, just never been a big drinker, so I'm quite happy um, just, yeah, not really not really drinking, although I do remember, um, I reckon it was before Bernie 10 last year, they have a, uh, they have a dinner before yeah. the, the, day, the day before the race, and um, Liam Adams and I shared a beer, and we all had a beer together, and a lot of the other people on the, this is the night before the race, a lot of the other people were kind of looking at us being like we were, like what are you doing? You're racing. You're, you're racing tomorrow, is it? And yeah, it was quite funny. We were sitting with a few of the sponsors, and I think they were thinking, "Oh, geez, these are a rowdy bunch." 
Um, but yeah, so I, I do have the odd beer, but I definitely don't swear off beer. Um, I can quite easily go without. There was a famous story about um, Dee Costello the night before Boston when he won it, I think. That same thing, he cracked a beer and then um, they all looked at him and thought, we've just spent all this money on getting this guy over here and paying appearance fees and all this kind of stuff and he's not taking our race seriously at all. And then I think he went out and won it the next day. So yeah, um, yeah. just part of his routine, I think. But it's interesting yeah. you bring up that point, like until you have beers at home, you're at a good stage. Like I remember I used to be like you, but now there's always beers in the beer fridge. Like mm. I can't believe we even have a beer fridge now in our shed. And that's like you're just in a trap. Like once you go there, you just can't go back, I don't reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. And I suppose it's tricky for you because you just keep getting beers delivered to your house a bit. So it's if there was one in the fridge, I'd definitely have have the odd one but um yeah i don't know i just don't miss them so i i kind of feel like what are they adding um i don't really need them so they don't really hydrate you at all so um also do the opposite nah, there's some so. kind of electrolytes in there isn't there i think there's something oh. that makes them okay yeah maybe a few carbs but um that's I'm, probably I'm trying to convince bad. myself here <laughs> you're making me feel bad now as i sit back with my sierra nevada californian ipa citrusy and sessionable ale it's a beautiful wow. beer. Yeah. That's that's a mouthful. See, I'm, I'm at that stage now where I just buy like six packs or even like four packs now of just random beers just to put in the fridge. And I might only have one a night over like, you know, over a week. Um, yeah. But just to taste different ones because there's just such a variety. My theory is, you know, it's a good beer when you can only have one of them because you're like, oh, man, I'm full from that. Yeah. Um, like as opposed to like, say, a great northern where you can easily – easily roll six of them and they don't even um, touch the sides kind of thing and you're just like this is weak as piss blokes at but, work absolutely love great northern and like they're all like fishermen and like they go chainsaws yeah. and cut wood and stuff like that like they just swear on it and then i'm just like i just can't see the appeal but i guess if and, you're going to sit there and have 10 of them that's a good beer yeah i think you if you're gonna if you're gonna be drinking for a few hours um i think it's a it's an easy beer to have because they just go down so easily Whereas I don't think they actually taste like beer. Um, I prefer something a bit more, um, a bit more heavy, I suppose. Um, like I really like the Bolter. Have you got around them yeah, before? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. good. But they're always a bit yeah. heavier, aren't they? Like those craft beers. And when mm, you get, oh, and it gets you in trouble. Like I remember at our Christmas party last year, they're all drinking Great Northerns. I'm drinking some like craft beer. You're in a shout with them. It gets like two and a half hours in. You're absolutely like, you know, in, in big trouble, got to go home. And all these guys are sitting there like, fine. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I often have that issue at our um, our Christmas party because I kind of, I get in the shout with the guys I work with and they're, um, one of them's easily double my weight. And yeah. it's, um, yeah, it doesn't normally end well for me. And it's, uh, yeah, it gets pretty messy, <laughs> especially when you're not used to drinking beer and all of a sudden you're kind of, um yeah, yeah, you're four or five uh, schooners in. You're kind of like, oh, geez, it's only, it's only six o'clock. I need a <laughs> escape plan. I, mean, I need to get out of this. <laughs> yeah, and especially like any day of the year, you've probably ran like a minimum of 10, 15 k's as well. So like you're always yeah. hitting it dehydrated too. I reckon. Yeah, anyway. it just that that reminds me of um of the Tuesday night sessions at the lake we used to do, and um, we'll do them at about six o'clock at night, and then I would um. This was back when no, I was, was at uni. Seven o'clock. We used to meet at seven, seven. on a Tuesday oh, night. Geez. Yeah, seven o'clock, and uh, do the session. I'd get straight home, and my mates would already be messaging me, and I'd um, yeah, get straight home and have a shower beer, and then um, yeah, head head to their place, and um, 
yeah, knock down a few beers, and then after after four or five, you'd be pretty chirpy, and then you'd hit up Universal on a Tuesday night. That were the golden days. Yeah, and you'd go somewhere for like twenty bucks, or you can drink vodka or something, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. how yeah, do you do different... that after eight by one k? Yeah, the different wristbands and all you could drink, and oh. yeah, dangerous. Really reminiscent here. Let's get on to something that's current. I I stuffed that last week. I think I said it was five weeks till Gold Coast when it was really six. But today would be five five weeks. Yes. Yeah, that's five weeks. I'm pretty sure we've got we've got four weeks of the term left, so it's in the middle of the weekend of the holidays. So long time listener, um, Chris Chris Rancy, he's uh, coming off an injury and he got a bit panicked when he saw five weeks when it was really six weeks. So sorry, Chris, <laughs> for giving you a scare. I think you've got five weeks today. So um, we'll t- we'll unpack your week and then we'll talk about the uh, COVID situation and how that's kind of affected things as well. So you want to take us through? Yep. You come off that monster of a um, long run in the double last Sunday. So what did your Monday look like? Yeah, Monday was uh, just a very easy um, 30 minutes in the morning. So that's kind of uh, out at about 5.30. And then um, did the res loop, which is the loop that I, I full part of the loop I took you on back in the day. So that was um, 17K, um, pretty good elevation um and just kind of ticking along so monday's a pretty big day just with work and then running twice um and it's i don't know i'm always quite happy to have monday done um i've listened on monday morning there's a podcast that um milko got me on which is called the sure thing um and it's about um these two guys that did um insider trading quite interesting if you're looking for a, a podcast and you're interested in um investment banking kind of stuff um so that got me through the monday morning i reckon zaka recommended this to me actually yeah it's good it's good they um you'd probably recognize it because one of them one of the guys actually uh purchased a property on the block and then it fell through because he got caught um so it's it's long story short you listen to his advice nah so it's it's like a true crime kind of podcast Oh, so they then, um, this isn't the one that Zach had told me about. Yeah, right. They they was actually listen to this to for what to invest into. Oh, I think yeah, his no. was actually cryptocurrency stuff. Oh, Zach is all yeah. over that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, no, it's too it's too up and down for me. But this one's about um, it's we're going very off topic tonight, but that's all right. Um, a guy worked for the Bureau of Statistics, and he was releasing um, employment data out to a guy and then he was buying or selling the Australian dollar. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty out there, but it's um, it's a good listen. So that got me through Monday morning. Milko's good uh, with yeah. the podcast recommendations as well, isn't he? He is, he is. We kind of, it's, that's probably half of our chat is, um, oh, I heard this podcast, you should listen to it. And kind of, I got him onto that 30 for 30, which I know I mentioned must yeah. be in the first episode of this. And I've, I've actually had a few people message me and say, oh, cheers for that recommendation. Um, they've been getting around it, so... Yeah, I always like a new podcast, especially, uh, I don't know, I I don't listen to that many running podcasts just because when I'm out running, I just like to zone out. Um, <clears throat> but in saying that, definitely listen to this one because this one's worth listening to if yeah, you want to find out about, oh, are you talking about if you want to find out about beer or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> beer financial <laughs> podcast we're like five minutes in don't know um, running yeah but getting back onto my week so that was monday um, oh back on that though before like, oh, yeah. as you said you always want to get monday done and it's often like a, a big day with work it's also yep. a big day because you're 24 hours after sunday 
Like, yeah. like sometimes yeah. I'll look at my Monday on my program and I'm like, oh, it's, say it's a 70-minute morning and 30-minute double. But you yeah. go to bed super tired, but you just, yeah, you've still got that added fatigue from the Sunday, which is a huge stress usually. And I think people yeah. sometimes um, underrate that, like you, you're rolling a fatigued body out and, yeah, you hit the ground running. And, and Monday's just got stress on it anyway. Like it feels like you're... Everything goes back to zero on your Strava and like you hit the ground mm. running at work, like school teaching Mondays, a stressful day. Um, yeah, I think some people forget about that when they look at Mondays. And they, I think often they view it as you just kind of like, all right, new week, fresh week, you start from zero. But at the same time, you don't really because you've like, you've got all that fatigue from Sunday. Mm. Yeah. Um, and they kind of, like I do it all the time, you kind of forget like when I'm going out on that Monday morning run, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, new week, haven't done any training kind of thing. I should be fresh. And you're like, hang on, it's less than 24 hours ago. I was kind of – I did my Sunday long run and then I doubled again. So it's – um Yeah, and yeah, most it's... people work out Tuesdays as well. Like I used to have a mm. saying to a couple of guys I coach, I'm like, you're meant to feel shit on Mondays. Like yes. it's, it's okay. Like it's fine. Mm. I know you don't want to start the week feeling shit, but – you're meant to feel shit on Mondays. And if, if you don't, maybe, like, you could add a few Ks to your Sunday or something. Like, it's meant to be where yeah. you've been stressed and now you're absorbing it on that Monday. Yeah, yeah. And a real kind of recovery day and mm. get to Tuesday feeling on top of things, I suppose, because you yeah. don't want to get to Tuesday feeling like you're still, um, you're still trying to recover. And this is important to note here, your morning run was at 4.47 pace and your afternoon run was at 4.45 pace. Like yeah. We're talking about a 13.45k guy here, ladies and gents, and a 62-minute 28.20 10k. Like, it's okay to go slow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, I, like, I people that I coach always ask me, like, oh, what pace should I run? And it's just like, your body will tell you. Like, don't look at your watch. Just your body will tell you how fast you can run and just listen to your body. And, like, I, I hardly ever look at, the only reason I look at my watch is, um, like, to change a song or if a podcast ends or something like that it's just i never look at pace um especially yeah. in the easy runs like it's just just tick along and sometimes i run on like technical trails just to slow me down and just mm. use slightly different muscles and all that kind of stuff so it's um yeah you can fall into a real trap running too fast on those easy days and then you just the days you meant to run fast you can't run fast and you kind of like you don't get as much from it so it's yeah turn your case splits off just have your stopwatch face running Yep. Get home and then I'll look at my Ks and be like, all right, I've got 400 metres to go. I'll run up the road for 200 metres and back. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or just exactly. run on time. Anyway, so that's your yeah. Monday. Tuesday would have been a workout. Yeah, so Tuesday, a um, bit of a morning run there just with the school kids. Um, and then the workout was, it was a bit of a meaty one actually. I, 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 I kind of call it when you get fit, you kind of get stupider, um, if that makes sense, where you, you can – I don't know, yeah, yeah, you can run fast, but you also don't think about how hard things should be, and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I can do that kind of thing. Um, and it was 800, 800 mile by three. Um, so I was having a minute recovery between the first two 800s um, and then a jog lap recovery before the mile and then after the mile. Um, so this was a pretty – it was a pretty average old day. On Tuesday rained all day. I'm not sure what it was like up there in Chuka, yeah, but it really rained. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rained all day, um, and it was a track workout, and it was just kind of like, oh, can we be bothered doing this kind of thing? Um, actually, hit some hit some pretty good splits. I had a heap of work. Um, sorry, I had a heap of help doing this one. Um, I put a bit of a video up on the 
Benio Bat's um, Instagram page. I think I called it a bat train. Um, so there's a few kids there helping me out. Um, luckily, we had Pete turn the lights on um, at the track, which just oh, makes such a big difference having the lights on. Like where we, we kind of warm up at 4.30. By the time we start the session, it's often 10 past, quarter past five, and it's kind of getting pretty dark. And then halfway through the session, it's nearly pitch black. And um, Pete turned the lights on. I did you see any of those videos? That yeah, I, put I did. Up? Yeah, it looks yeah, bloody windy it, here too. Twenty five k's. It says in your Strava. Yeah, oh, it's it's always windy at the track. Always yeah, that's windy. Pretty that's pretty windy. That's like that. Yeah, we had the five k frenzy kind of wind. Twenty five k's. Yeah, yeah. I can I can remember the wind, but it wasn't the typical. You know how it's always windy up the home straight. Yeah. I think this wind actually shifted, and we had it on the kind of on that bend, the 100-meter bend. So it wasn't as bad because you kind of didn't, I don't know, I'm so used to having it up that home straight and in that last 100 meters of all your reps, you just feel terrible. Um, whereas it wasn't in that spot. So I didn't really notice the wind too much. And I think just having the lights on, just it just boosts your like your morale so much. And um, everyone was kind of like, oh, we like the, I don't know, the group wasn't super pumped for the workout and then the lights come on and it was bloody awesome. Um, and everyone kind of walked away pretty happy from that session. And I kind of, it felt like a pretty controlled effort. I felt like there was probably more there um, and didn't really hit, like I kind of hit 440 um, for the first mile and then uh, 432. Hey, you did 800s first though, didn't you? Yeah, I did some 800s. So I read out each split. Yeah. Um, so it was, 217, 214, 441. So that's 800, so 800 just miles. Just to get my head around it, you do 800 minute off, 800 lap jog mile. Yep. And yep. then a lap jog. And then lap jog, then straight back into the eight. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, 214, 213, 432 um, for the second set. And then 212, 212, 430. Um, so definitely one thing I'm finding with the extra Ks I'm doing on. And especially the weather being a bit cooler, um, I'm probably just taking two reps to kind of warm up and actually feel half decent. Um, do you ever feel that when you're like when you're kind of in the middle of a marathon block that you take a bit? It's like your engine takes a bit longer to warm up. Yeah, and I remember like yeah, you start some of those workouts super tired, and you're like, how like even your warm up pace, you might be like struggling yeah. to hit four thirties, and you're like, how am I about to do a workout? And then. You get halfway, three quarters of the way through it, and all of a sudden you're flying. Like I think it's actually a good sign that um, there's so much fitness there, and when you can yeah. still run fast on tired legs is also mm. a really good sign as well. Um, yeah. And then this one, like it seems like the miles, well, what are you kind of hitting? Like sixty sixes, sixty sevens for the eight hundreds, and then yep. your similar pace really for the miles. Yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty similar. Um, like that, the first set probably wasn't really that flash. I would have been happy if I ran the, um, say, the second set as the first set and then got faster. Um, but I think, I don't know, it was the, that just shows that I was actually feeling better as the workout went on and kind of finished. I think I finished that last lap in a 60, I think it was a 63 because I had Pete there yelling at me, which was good fun. Um, so, yeah, I kind of finished feeling full of running and kind of feeling like it i don't know it was a good workout it wasn't a smash it out of the park workout but um just solid which i think is what you need you don't need to be banging out every every session really hard um and yeah i was kind of i was getting pretty tired by this stage i was i was for the first time starting to feel that true marathon fatigue that everyone kind of talks about um i've heard people talk about it i've never 
never experienced it till kind of mid this week and I was kind of like oh yeah I kind of I feel pretty tired so um yeah I was happy with that in the end it was like well my Garmin had 11.8 which who knows it was probably closer to close to 11k um around the track so it was a big big volume session um but it was really good having the company there and then also um having those lights on just i don't know <laughs> i felt a bit sorry for um brian watson he's a bendigo guy and he rocked up halfway through jumped in with us and then we kind of left and pete left as well and he just turned the lights out and brian was mid-rep and he just would have gone from having these perfect lights to it being <laughs> nearly pitch black and didn't even know that it was happening so <laughs> i feel for brian he kind of got stitched up a bit there but um yeah no it was, it was good fun that that workout i've never done that one before and definitely the tough the toughest part is having just that minute recovery between those two 800s because you're running yeah. at a, a pretty good clip so um we think yeah, about no. similar clip you'd have a minute off of 400s yes Do you know what i mean yep. like maybe you'd go two mm. seconds quicker but you'd get a whole minute standing compared to a minute and you've done maybe a few seconds slower but done double the distance yeah and 800 just that i don't know on a track it's so different it's um it's that tough distance where it's like you're still going for a bit but you're expected to run pretty fast so it's um it's probably one of my least favorite distances on the track you can't really wing an 800 like Mm. you can wing a quick four i've even been chucking a few eights at the end of our track workouts because i know the boys if it was 400 to finish off on they'd just light the track up but when it's 800 you got to learn to settle like progress it a bit but it's still still a bit to go at the end there and just on your point on those um like just ticking the workouts off like i always used to give um workouts a score like they were excellent um satisfactory or poor and like almost striving never to hit excellent and hitting poor but everything's always satisfactory like Mm. for the whole like so if you can do that for the next you know four weeks no amazing ones no poor ones but everything's just ticked off and nice and you're hitting what you need to hit without doing anything special or you're not too tired that it's poor um yeah that would be that's i think sometimes people get too caught up and try to hit those excellent ones and then the next week they're injured or they've got to miss something or whatever it is yeah i remember last oh not last year year before um before it was actually after zatapec and that um half marathon i did i had a fair few people ask me like like you've just ran two massive pvs what's what's changed and i i kind of said to them like probably the biggest thing was i um i went tuesday friday so slightly changed my sessions from three sessions to two sessions and um, after every session, I'll send a screenshot of my splits to Scotty and I'll always tell him how I felt, uh, which is, it's good for him to know, but I think it's a good spot for me to kind of have a debrief and kind of rate the session similar to what you do. And yeah. I remember every single session I did for that six months before Zatapec was exactly what he, pres- what he subscribed. Like I just hit every single session. I think that's what it was. It was just that consistency and there wasn't, yeah, there was a few good sessions in there, but there wasn't any absolutely outstanding ones. But on the flip side, there was no bad sessions. Yeah. Um, wished I've never had that consistency before. So it was. Um, I think that's the key. And it gives you a bit of self-control sometimes in workouts as well. Like if you're three quarters of the way through it and you can feel like you're starting to ramp it up and like you're, you're chasing that excellent session to just be like, no, 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 let's just back off. Let's, let's get our tick here for a pass mark. And then that, that that helps us get our pass mark later in the week. Like mm. it's, yeah, it's all about thinking like, yeah, like that. Anyway, Wednesday, medium long run. 
20 K yeah. that's a small one for you it is it is so I actually because um, I work point eight at school I did a full day uh, last week at a cross country um, so I actually had I had Thursday off um, as a Dane Lou kind of thing um, so that is why I so I switched my session to Thursday um, and therefore didn't want to push that medium long run too much so that was a bit of a Smart we decided thing. yeah the day before um, and I think Scotty was kind of picking up that I was feeling that bit of fatigue um, probably just through a few things I was letting him know about so normally I'm doing um, an hour 45 at least sometimes up to two hours at kind of four rows kind of thing um, and it felt really good just to do 20k at 433s nice and flat nice and easy um, I think that's what I needed and then got a bit of a sleep in Friday Thursday morning sorry and uh, um, yeah, had a pretty good session Thursday, so that was quite good having the day off Thursday. And that was, I felt that was like the reset I kind of needed. Um, and now I'm kind of getting a, a bit more of a reset over the next few days. So, yeah, backed it off. And I, don't know, I think that's, it was definitely the smart decision by Scotty just to be like, yeah, let's not get greedy. Let's back this off. We don't need to, we don't need to keep pushing. So, um, yeah, that was, that's why that was a bit shorter. Um, and it was yeah good to have a bit of company with the twins there. Yeah, the two twins, Ned and Matt, who have uh, featured a bit on this podcast. We must get them on one week and hear about their running journey. Yeah, we couple of to. Uh, loose haircuts amongst those two boys. Pretty popular <laughs> on our social media. Um, then the second workout, so as you're talking about Thursday, was three by two and a half k. Yep. Off yep, two so. minutes walk recovery, I think, or jog. Yeah, <clears throat> um, bit of both. Probably more so just a bit of a standing around. Um, there was a slight breeze at the lake, so doing two and a half K, I was kind of doing, you do two straights and one straight, depending on where you start. So I was a bit strategic about where I was starting, that kind of stuff. So that's why there was a big difference um, between those two uh, oh, recoveries you. there, because I was kind of getting on the foot falcon a bit to try and get up that straight. Get out of head the headwind. headwind, yeah, right. Yeah, get out of the headwind. So um, explain to the listeners, your first two-minute recovery was at 14, um, 14 minute kilometre pace, yeah. and your yeah. second one was at six-minute kilometre pace. Yeah. yeah, so I was just um, – so that first one, I literally – I stopped um, and then walked up probably a minute and a half, turned around, walked back, and started from the exact same spot and then ran in the opposite direction. Whereas the second one, I kind of stopped and then kept jogging and then probably stopped and walked for 20 seconds and then jogged um, the rest of the way through. So slightly different, um, probably doesn't really make a difference with how I was, how much I was recovering. Um, I was wearing my heart rate strap there and my heart rate got down to 136 for both recoveries. So not a massive difference um i think just yeah just kind of got moving versus standing around so um but yeah that's why there was just a, a pretty big uh headwind going down the the napier street side of the lake so i kind of thought oh it's it's pretty tough out here solo I was, it was pretty cold i thought oh don't need to make this harder for myself so um yeah use the wind to my advantage a little bit there yeah you gotta know when to do that this um this data here so you did the first one at 717 which is 255k pace the yep. second one at 707 which is 251k pace and the last one at 706 which is 250k pace but your heart rate data 
is yep. ridiculous. Like the first one run at 255 pace was 159 average for the two and a half K. The second one going at 251 pace was 148. And the last one was 166. Yeah. I what? Actually, is this right? Yeah. No, nah, I actually look, if you look at the, um, the graph, which I can't get up, but yeah, it's um, taking a while to kick in. Yeah. It's, I don't know. The first uh, one, okay. the first ones worked and then you can see the recoveries worked, but then, after that, it's going along fine, and then something happened where it must have like, because I used that polar one, and this is the first time I've ever had any drama because it went from 172, this is in a rep, to down to like 124, and then I don't know, it must have like slipped down or something. Oh, yeah. um, are you looking at that yeah. graph? That's the blue one, and, isn't it? The red one's a pace. Is that right? No, nah, it's the opposite. The red. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, yeah. the red. So you can you can see that you can see it two and a half k where it dropped real sharp and that's the recovery and then it builds back up and then there's this yeah the lines are doing real funny things there that's the first time i've ever seen it not really work that well and i don't know if it was because the temperature or if it was um it must have slipped a little bit or something but yeah, yeah. i yeah oh, that's right a lot of people are now feeling better about themselves because that was <laughs> um that was ridiculous if you're running through 50 pace and just hitting just getting into the 160s yeah, yeah, That'd yeah. That'd be pretty nah, impressive. That's... Show that you're yeah. pretty fit. Um, yeah, and then was yeah. that instructions to hit that kind of pace? Nah. So Scotty just said, um, I forget. I think the I think the phrase was get after it. Um, so whenever I kind of see that, it means there's no warm up rep. It's kind of like, yep, let's let's see how we go. And I beforehand, as I was driving to the lake, I was kind of um, I was actually meant to have Sean um, Sean Forrest the number one bat supporter um he was going to come down on the bike and just kind of keep me a bit of pump keep me a bit of um company um but he couldn't get there that morning so i was kind of um it was a bit tough because it was the first session i've done completely solo like didn't have anyone to warm up with cool down with or anything for ages um and it was i don't know motivation was a bit low but i was um yeah my aim was to try and hit 255s and then 250s um for the second and third and i was nearly bang on that so i was i was really happy uh, um and yeah it's um yeah i walked away feeling good it was it was definitely hard work but um but felt pretty good and they're pretty um pretty quick time so i was i was kind of pretty happy because um, if you do if i do eight by k and if i run them at around at or around 250k pace i'm wrapped whereas doing two and a half k yeah at like that you've pace done seven and a half k worth of work at, at nearly 250 pace yeah, yeah. So I was really happy, um, and yeah, wore the Alpha Flies um, again. So that was one of my final little tests. So I reckon I'm gonna um, I'm gonna wear them for Launceston Half, uh, and that will be my final. Um, if that goes well, I'll definitely lock them in because I kind of know I know what to expect from the next percents. Um, whereas I suppose with the Alpha Flies, there's still that little bit of unknown. So I'll wear them. I reckon in the half, and if they go well there. That will be the marathon shoe, but at the moment they're um they're looking like they're the shoe. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Have you used them for any marathon pace stuff yet? Yeah, I wore them for a um a, a ten mile okay kind of yeah. tempo where I was running. I think three three oh sixes or three eights or something like that. Out at Huntley, wasn't it? That out one? at Huntley. That's when yep. Shaw was on the bike as well last time. Yes. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. 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 So I have worn them at that pace, and they felt really good but the thing i noticed this time is because they're that different um 
I don't know, a Tom and I don't know what it's called. The Atomic the up, Yeah, the upper. They don't keep your feet warm. And my feet were freezing this morning. And it was really weird. Like I've never had that feeling in a shoe before because there's, I think because they're, they're quite airy, the shoes. Um, so at least I won't have that issue down at, uh, well, up at Gold Coast, hopefully. And you can see your socks through them as well. Yeah. Which yep. can really impact your swagger. Yeah, well, uh, features our our sponsor. They'll be um, they'll be wrapped with that. I reckon. Bendigo Bat Shoe sp- Sock Sponsor. They did send yes. me some uh, ones that fit me as well. They yeah, I can't Chris believe that. And features for uh, getting me in some smaller pairs. What uh, what colour did you get? You same colour. Same Bendigo oh, yeah. Bendigo Bats blue. Yeah. 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 So now I've got now I've got three pairs. I'm going all right. Oh nice! I can I can That's afford good. to wear them for workouts and stuff because usually I yeah. save my good socks just for like race day. Yeah. But um, now I've got one for race day and two for two for training. How I work it these days because I've got a fair collection. Um, I can't run in normal Nike socks anymore. It's like once you once yeah I can't run in them. So every run is in the features, and then I've got a few pairs that are brand new pairs that I save for races. So. Every big race, it's a brand new pair because I don't think anything compares to that. You brand know, new, new pair. Yep. Jeez, yep. must be nice. Oh, it's it's like wearing a new pair of jocks. It's yeah, it's bloody great. If I ever some people get that rich, like two or three times a year, you get it every race. <laughs> you race regularly as well. Yeah, I do. I do. So it's it's pretty nice actually. But um, but since we've got the the Bendigo Bats blue color, I'll have to um. I'll have to keep repping them, so it won't be a won't be a new pair every XCR series, but that's all right. Yeah, XCR and you're race. and you're right about the Gold Coast. You won't have to deal with cold feet, but we'll talk about that when we get to a uh, your Sunday run. But pretty much easy jogging through to Sunday then. Yeah, yeah, pretty easy. Um, it kind of got a little bit different. I I remember on that Thursday run, that's when um, COVID cases here in Victoria were starting to spike, and there was all that kind of talk about oh yeah we're going in everyone's every man and his dog reckons they they've got a personal line with dan andrews and they know exactly what's going to happen um and there was all that talk about lockdown and i was kind of it was nice to get out and run and just not have any like not have my phone with me and not know what was happening and not have yeah all these people on facebook saying this is happening and they don't actually have any idea so that was the last run i suppose before um yeah this bit of a lockdown kind of well didn't come into effect but we knew it was happening so um since then i've been staying pretty close to home but i've got a lot of good loops around home which is good bendigo had cases too didn't they which is the first time like maybe since that first national lockdown like bendigo was kind of in the news and stuff yeah i don't think we had any actual cases but we had um people came up to certain venues in bendigo that um yeah, so I think they call them tier. I think there was one tier one site and a tier two site. Um, so there was, there was definitely there was COVID around, um, and that was a bit of a shock to us up here because we were always that little bit more removed than Melbourne, um, as you would have found up in Echuca as well. It's um, you, you hear of it, but it hasn't. We haven't been affected nearly as much as what uh, Melbourne people have. So it was, um, yeah, I don't know. It was a, it's yeah, it's an interesting time at the moment. Very interesting. Haven't been affected with the cases, but regional Victoria still had like some pretty massive lockdowns, which kind of frustrated me seeing some stuff on social media about. Um, like obviously, Melbourne had it hard with their their long hard one, but like yeah. people sometimes forget that Victoria is more than just Melbourne. Yes, that is that is true, and it's. Um, 
I don't know. I didn't realise how hard it was in Melbourne until I was chatting to my sister. Um, she lives in Brunswick over Christmas, and oh, she was yeah. kind of like, anytime, like she lives in a small apartment. Anytime she went outside, there was nearly cops driving past asking her what she was yeah, doing. They're under like, curfew. Remember that? Like, yeah. I remember yeah. I talked to Zach and Mattress every day, the two other owners of Run to PB, and like, yeah, they had it really tough. Yeah. Like, so, so regional yeah. didn't have to do that really tough lockdown. But they're still being pretty massively affected. I think, you know, you'd say Melbourne's being mostly affected and then regional Vic and then you start talking about other parts of Australia um, in another conversation. But, yeah, um, so then that came in. So for you, did it have much of an impact? Did you think about getting over the border? No, I never really thought about it. Um, I was going to offer, offer our little unit in Moama. Like, mate, you want to yeah, come right. up, get over the bridge? That, that would have been a good little training camp, Yeah, actually. unless so, you can train with us, you're in a different state. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah You can yeah. do your remote learning stuff from online. You could probably still do yeah. your job. Here yeah, I am exactly. suggesting this four days after the state's been locked yeah, down. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about it. Oh, I should send any message, but I'm like, eh, I never got around to that. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, so it's, I don't know, I was actually, because as I was saying just before, I'd kind of hit that um, that real marathon fatigue. So I was kind of, I don't know, part of me was like, oh, a lockdown actually wouldn't be too bad because it's, you literally have to stay at home and do nothing. So mm. it's kind of like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really nice at the moment just to kind of, um, I don't know, get back to the simple things and just kick back and really um, focus on my training. So it's, it hasn't been too bad, um, and we're pretty pretty well set up with remote learning, and it's it's good. They haven't been too. I, don't know, I think people forget how stressful this is for kids as well, and we haven't really been. Um, our school isn't really pushing out too much new work. Um, it's more so just continuing with the work you've been doing, and get that finished. And um, so it's yeah, it's going to be a a quiet few days for us. But it's um, yeah, it hasn't really affected my training too much. Um, this morning. I I was planning on doing um, two hours and then doing that solid six k at the end, but just kind of had to pull that back a little bit just because I I don't know I I think rules are there for a reason and I think um, Victoria's got to where they have um, considering we had six hundred and something cases um, because everyone's played their part um, and I kind of I don't know I wouldn't feel right doing the wrong thing um, in not following those rules so I know there's there's a lot of people that haven't, and that's their own choice. I won't judge them too much on that, but um, I kind of felt like I need to play my part because there's a lot of people that have that are losing jobs, losing money, kind of thing. And if it means I do 15 minutes less on a Sunday long run, it's um, it's not really the end of the world for me. So um, that's really the only way it's affected my training this week is I just only ran uh, 29k probably rather than 32 or something like that. So yeah, that's really all. Yeah, it was an interesting one, checking um, Strava this morning. Like, I think the first and second time around, people were just, like, maybe stopping their watches and um, only uploading two hours. But some people just didn't seem to care. Just yeah, up- uploading all big stuff. And I'm like, but I think now people probably, like, are less judgmental, like, less yeah. like less kind of attacking kind of thing. And it's like, well, is a person running an extra half an hour actually putting anyone at risk? Yeah, it's that, I don't know, it's such an interesting topic because, like, I know there's there's a heap of people in Bendigo that did well and truly over two hours today and probably more than 5K from home, but they're running that in the bush literally by themselves. They might see one or two people, but I know for me it's that if you break that little rule, it might be someone in 
wherever goes over to someone's house and if they have the virus, like, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's if not... If a runner gets to do an extra half an hour, why can't I go visit yeah. someone who's yeah. 7K away? Yep, exactly, exactly. That's where I'm kind of like, nah, I need to I need to pull back a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's why there was no double today because I only had only had seven minutes uh, um, out of my, because I ran for 153 minutes. So I I was just like, nah, I don't really need it, especially after that pretty solid effort towards the end of my run. Did you um, feel good? So you did the 95 minutes and then changed shoes? No, nah, no, nah, even the 1080s. Uh, when you were talking about the Alpha Flyers getting cold? No, nah, that was, um, sorry, that was on that was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, this was um, this was in the 1080s. 1080s kept my feet nice and warm, actually. Yeah, so then you rolled, did you even stop and stretch or you just went straight into 6K at 3.08 pace? Nah, so I literally ran past my car, um, took my gloves and hat off just so I felt a little bit faster. You know, that old trick of, yeah, run a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I just reckon you take your gloves off and you feel faster. Um, and then straight into it. So no no stopping, no stretching or nothing like that. So that was um, that was probably the hardest part about it because, as you know, I'm pretty um, – pretty big on my drills and all that kind of stuff and yeah. i do a f- i do a fair old warm-up um that probably takes me kind of jog for 20 minutes and i'll probably do nearly 15 minutes worth of drills and strides kind of every session um and yeah jumping straight into 6k at 308 pace after doing 95 minutes just the yeah it was that first k was the hardest part actually it was it was pretty tough yeah once you get going um but then did it feel all right though yeah, after probably the the last three k of the six k felt the best um, because you, I think mentally you kind of like oh I've been going for so long, I've only got three k to go. Um, so I did this around the wedge, which is um, mate, it's pretty infamous um, for where it's where Jamie Cook does a lot of his training. Um, so those people that follow him on Strava, they'd be Jamie the Beast uh, Cook. Jamie the Beast, yes, they'd be aware of this um, Strava shape that looks like a wedge, and he. He clocks many, many kilometers around there. I think he holds the the local legend. You know, Strava keeps oh, yeah. track of that, and it's um, I think because it keeps track for ninety days, and I think at, at his peak he had he'd done over ninety efforts in those ninety days, <laughs> um, which is pretty impressive. So that means he'd ran around the segment once a day um, for over those ninety days. So. He loves it. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty flat for Bendigo speak. Um, you'd probably call it hilly. Um, a few, few rollers in there. Yeah, a few rollers. So it's. Um, Ele- but no, elevation I, gain zero meters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that doesn't. That doesn't yeah, look on, good. On your but, Strava now, yeah. There's a couple just just to mix it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. So it. I don't know. This was. Um, I knew this was coming in the program, and I remember Scotty telling me about it, and um, he. He used to do this at the end of his Sunday long runs, and he used to call it a 6K thumper. That's what he used to call it, where you just kind of you just run hard for 6K. Um, so I knew it was coming, and um, I was actually pretty pumped for this one because I stayed up and watched um, Rose and Izzy Bat Doyle race last night, well, this morning at 4.30. You so, stayed up till 4.30, or you got no, up sorry. at 4.30? Got up and then went back to sleep and then got up again. Um, so I was, I was pretty pumped. Um, how did you get back to sleep? I would have just stayed up. Yeah, no. Nah, well, I watched it. I literally watched it in bed on my phone, um, and I was so like four, yeah, four thirty, wasn't it? Yeah, four thirty. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. I somehow managed to get back to sleep, and yeah, slept till about eight thirty. Then rolled out and ran, which was quite good actually. It's kind of like I didn't. 
I didn't get up different for you guys. Usually start pretty early down there. Would have been fresh as well. It was cold in uh, Chukamoama this morning. Yeah, very, very cold. And that's one of the things I've realised as as I'm, I don't know, I think I've lost a little bit of weight just with the Ks I'm running and I'm just not warming up. Like I was wearing a pretty good long sleeve, a hat and gloves and I was, it wasn't until I hit kind of One Tree Hill that I kind of finally warmed up a little bit. But um yeah, no, this was good fun, actually. It's probably, I'd say this was on par with the 3 by 25 k in terms of effort. Really? Um, and, and kind of how I, just that 6K, I think, because like it was just... 18 minutes. Yeah, yeah but... At but 308, just, maybe the shoes? Yeah, and I think just rolling straight into it. Like, my legs were just like, oh, this is hard. Um, and I think because I'm so used to doing all those drills and strides, um, like you go out and try and run a yeah. 308k without yeah you without probably got rolling strides. a bit on your long run as well like usually you'd be slower for that first 95 minutes with the group there, yes but because yeah. they couldn't exercise of anyone yeah like yeah you rarely run you wouldn't run a 404 in the no. fourth k usually on your sunday long run no nah, never never like my slowest k there i think is four 424 um, out of the whole long run, whereas yeah. normally it's the slowest is 4.30 or... Even um, your 19th K, you're at a 4.13, but the gap was 41 metres and it spit you out at 3.40. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Some solid yeah, work exactly. up the hills there, so maybe that knocked her around a bit as well. Yeah, and I yeah, I don't know. I just think that first 3K was just a real... Um, yeah, it's just a bit of an eye-opener, I think. But um, once I got going, I felt good. And, I don't know, New Balance 1080 is probably not the fastest shoe out there. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's that's good hitting that pace in those shoes. Um, Launceston Half Marathon, you mentioned before, two weeks today. Yep. Are you concerned that we may not be able to fly out of Melbourne? Yeah, I'd lie if it's um, – I'd lie if I was saying that it's not on my mind. Um, so, um, I don't know, there's not much I can do at the moment. So, it's – I don't know. I, I try not to listen to the news, but there was a few people kind of saying, oh, we might have extended lockdowns and all this kind of stuff. So I think at the moment, my general vibe is if we if we come out of this lockdown on Wednesday and the cases stay low, I'm hoping we can get there. But you just, I don't know, you never know. So it's, I don't know, there's not much point wasting energy on it because whatever I think is not going to change anything. So I'm slightly concerned, but trying to put it to the back of my mind. Yeah, so the lockdown will hopefully or potentially end and then we'll have like a week for maybe normality to go back before we have to... um, Because I'm the same, like obviously I'm flying out of Melbourne even though I'm a New South Wales resident, but um, I would have the option to drive to, I don't know, Adelaide, Canberra, Sydney and then fly from one of those capital cities. Yeah. That um, turns like a three and a half hour trip into like a 11 hour trip one way. Yeah. So uh, a bit more expensive. I might just pull out of Launceston and come up and do your half marathon. Yeah, well, I was going to say it. that. That's, if that's I paced you for the first 10K and then Archie paced you for the second 10K. Yeah, perfect. Why, could work why go right. to Lonnie? Yeah. yeah. If, if you get real desperate, I was just thinking that when you were talking about it. If you wanted to hit out, we could uh, we could organize something like that, nice and flat, yeah. fast roads up yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, pace should... do you want to go? 30-30-ish, kind of through 10K? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. I'll I take reckon you the first get... 10, Archie, take you the second 10. Get in contact with uh, Tom DeCano and Benny Saint and see if they want to come as well. No, nah, because they'll be right. They'll be able to fly straight down. Yeah, but they might Maybe want to come Jack to Moama instead. Nah, <laughs> not good prize money in Moama. Imagine that had those boys rolling around. 
Um, uh, the second thing I had, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Hopefully that um, airport's back going. Or maybe we could get lucky where they open it to regional people. and Because um, they've yeah. done that in the past. Like at the end of that other lockdown, they opened it up to regional Victoria if they didn't go into Melbourne. Yeah, the thing I'm worried about is Bendigo is actually listed as a oh, hotspot. Yeah, true. And that, so, they're just going to cancel too much. They're not going to be able to fill regional, like flights of regional people and everything just get cancelled anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. A possible option is we, I could possibly fly to Sydney from Bendigo Airport and then go down to Launceston. But I think Bendigo is going to be lumped in the same case as Melbourne um, because we had those few people that – came to Bendigo that had COVID, so. Imagine doing that, Bendigo to Sydney, so you're in the complete opposite direction. Yeah. And then go from Sydney and pretty much fly straight over Bendigo to go to Launceston. That'd be bad for morale. That would be real bad. <laughs> not good for the wallet either. I looked at those flights. They're not cheap. Yeah, they're expensive. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we'll keep posted on that one. The other bit of news, mm. uh, Rose Davies, you mentioned before, she yeah. went to number... I was just looking at it for the inside running uh, number podcast, eight. number eight of all time. I think she ran a 22-second PB for 5K, yeah. pretty much punches her ticket to the Olympic Games. Um, she spends a lot of time, same coach as you, spends a bit of time in Bendigo, like to claim her as a Bendigo bat. Must have been pretty yep. cool watching that at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I've kind of got to know Rose pretty well over the last few years, and um, we spent a fair bit of time together just at, at numerous races and she's come down to Bendigo a few times and and trained here before um a lot of those big races at Box Hill and all that so it was um it was just awesome to see like I think a lot of people forget that she's still only 21 um and she obviously racing over there in Europe would be a massive change um especially when a lot of her her last few races have all been at Box Hill and um, Nick Badeau does a phenomenal job in setting up these races, but they're all scripted. Like they have, Nick has it so well planned and Rose knows exactly what's going to happen. And then she kind of with this race went to a whole new country. And it's, um, I think to pull out that performance on a very first race as a 21 year old is just, oh, I was so pumped. And, and to see Izzy run well as well, like I was just, yeah, I was, yeah, really happy, especially Izzy getting so close um, at Box Hill, missing out by like a second. Um, and then, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, did you get up and watch it or? No, I woke up at about, I get up, I go to bed super early and then wake up super early. So um, I think I was up maybe quarter past five and had yep. just seen uh, Tara Palm had done an Instagram story. Um, oh, she obviously yeah. would have trained a lot with Izzy. So uh, I saw that and then I was like, whoa. And then I went back and watched it. And they were both impressive. Like Izzy off the front as well. Like she's, yeah. she does that pretty well. And then when she went to the front, I think the pacemaker pulled out about eight and a half minutes in. Um, mm. So, and then she just, she just wound it up, didn't she? And then to kick away and win like that as well. And then Rose yeah. looked like she was dropping off for a while and then closed the gap and got back on. So, um, geez, I was just saying to Archie this morning when we were jogging, like, you look at our female potential Olympic team, start the marathon and work your way down. Like, Lisa, Lisa Sinead, Ali, so pretty good quality there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you can you know, considering that Jess and um, Millie aren't on the team. And yep. then you're looking at the 10K, who we're not sure on yet, so we'll just skip over that. But then the 5K, potentially Jess Hull, Izzy Bat, Doyle, Rose Davies, 1,500. Yeah. You chuck Lyndon Hall and maybe Jess Hull in there as well. 
yeah. 800, you got Katrina Bissett. Like, yeah. it's just loaded with superstars from uh, 800 yeah. through the marathon. And then, like, yeah, yeah Chuck Jean Gregson in for, for a steeple. Um, it's a good time to be a fan of females, Australian distance running for sure. Especially that 5K, like, Jess, or probably Izzy might be the oldest, but um, Izzy's still got a lot of good running ahead of her. And, and she looks so strong. And um, I was chatting to her this morning. Well, this morning or late last night and she was kind of saying how she was hoping the paces kind of went a bit longer and you'd, you'd like to think that if she had a bit more competition she could probably run another five or ten seconds yeah, quicker you put um, her in that race with jess hull where she ran oh, 14 57 izzy's running 14 57 as well yeah yeah exactly did you watch that uh jess hull race no i just watched the very end of it just some instagram stories of like the kick down i always yeah. hate american races and europe ones because you never know what time they're on like, yeah, it yeah. is tricky. Um, I actually, I paid the, I think it was $5 American to watch that, the whole Portland meet. Yeah, I like um, that concept because it doesn't yeah. go like into prize money as well. Yeah, yeah. So it goes into prize money and it actually have, it gave you two, day of, two days of racing um, and you can log on and you can uh, watch it live or you can watch it back, um, which was really cool. And there was so many Aussies running. Um, so there was a a fair few 10Kers yesterday, and then there was 8s, 15s, and 5Kers today. So um, I'd love to see that. Um, like, I think we all acknowledge the work that Lockie Rayner does at Athletics Exclusive, and we'd love to see um, him make a, bit mo- make a bit of money from that, but also to see the 4,000, 5,000 people that tune into those races, um, I suppose, give back to the athletes in a way, because I think everyone that watches the the live stream will go, this is good quality. Um, like, obviously, you don't want what happened at that Parkdale yeah. gift. It has where... to be good quality. That's the big thing. Was yeah. that one that you watched good quality? Yeah, yeah, I reckon it was um, probably probably 98% of the time it was perfect. There was just a few little times where it was, like, loading and, you know, where it goes blurry for, like, five yeah. seconds, but then comes good, and that was it. So I was, I was wrapped, and if they ever do any more meets, I'm going to... I'm definitely going to pay. Like I would have, I would have watched six hours of running over the weekend, um, yeah, which was just and, awesome. Yeah, and that's the thing. Think about what other things in you in your life you spend six dollars on. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like people yeah. whinge about things being six dollars. Oh, I got to pay for this six dollar live stream, but then you yeah. go buy like a coffee that costs you five dollars, or you yeah. go out and have a beer and it's like ten bucks for a scooter. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, drink it's... drink less beer, spend more money on <laughs> on watching running streams. That's you, the you buy a pair of next percent that costs you three hundred and twenty, and you're like, this is fine. This is nothing. Yeah, yeah, but I can get around it. It was it was really good. They had a um, they get a lot of the runners that race to come in and commentate. Like um, Nick Willis was commentating the five k, um, and it was it was really cool. I saw there was a how's this an American high schooler, so high oh, school yeah, up I saw in year twelve result. there. Ran three thirty four, I think. Which That's is insane. Just, it's it's under the Olympic qualifier. Yeah, and he finished third or fourth in the race. It's yeah, I saw the like, picture of him like arms out coming across the line. Didn't he break yeah. the NCAA like the university record as well? Yeah, and it, well, he's not, and he's probably not even. He wouldn't even be in no, NCAA. Right, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I. I couldn't believe that when I was like, shit, he's eighteen. Pretty but, amazing. Um, pretty pretty amazing. impressive. Yeah. But heaps of Aussies racing there, which was awesome to see as well. So Yeah, it's supposed um, to be, isn't it? Get overseas. They've done well to mm. all get over there. 
Um, the Diamond League was there as well the other day. Stewie was pretty impressive there. Not sure if you saw that one. This has turned yeah. into a um, episode of Inside Running here, where we just talk <laughs> about the results. Sorry, well, um, I'll get back. I've got my I've got my week for this week. Do you want to hear it? Uh, <coughs> nah, because we'll do this next week. Just tell me how many Ks okay. you end up hitting for the week. Then I got a few listener questions for you. Ah, uh, yeah. I think I was about a hundred and seventy. Five, I think. Have you got it there? I'm, I actually don't know. 173.1. 173, yeah. So Tried to a little short. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little short. Um, Scotty kind of likes to say uh, if it's 180, give or take five, that's kind of where we want it. So I think just through that Wednesday being a bit shorter and then also today not being able to um, do that few extra little K, that's what that's what cost me. But that's all right. I, won't be, um, I don't think they'll make a difference. Comes five weeks time. Pretty solid. Couple of listener questions here. Let me fire the first one off. Um, this one comes in from Zach and Newman. People will be familiar with his name. Uh, owner of Run to PB. CEO of Run to PB. Actually, not the owner. One of the owners. Also prepping for the Gold Coast Marathon. So he'll be next to you on the start line. Maybe he wants yeah. to know how many gels um, and potentially ones with caffeine will you be taking on race day. Yeah, wow, that's um, it's a it's a big question from Zaka. I actually don't know. I haven't. Um... He's asking this question, by the way, because I think he's trying to figure out how many he's taken. So yeah, like, well, whatever he, Andy he actually, does, I'll do it. He actually, um, he he sent me a message today because we actually did similar sessions um, today. He actually did a bit of a kick down um, at the end of his long run as well, and he's he's knocking out some some good mileage at the moment. Well. He, he put his amplifiers on though for the kick down. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't like it when he, um, I think he sent me a message saying, oh, did you wear your alpha fires? And I said, nah, mate, 1080s. And uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, I think that that shut him down a little bit. But he, he likes the alpha fires because he reckons he's about six foot in them. So yeah. um, I, I told him he's wearing them for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not sure with with nutrition and all that kind of gel kind of stuff. I've, I've been practicing a little bit. Not much. Um, Scott really doesn't like me having too much because then he thinks your body gets used to it, which I'm, I'm fully supportive of. I've probably had gels on maybe three runs, um, and they haven't really upset my stomach. I've kind of practiced just running along and, and having them. Um, and I know I see some people and they're chewing down gels every long run, and it's kind of like, it, like that's. I think it defeats the whole purpose of um, kind of getting your body to to use those um, carbs and fats that you naturally store. Um, so I don't know what my plan is yet. Um, Scott kind of, he learned from Dick Telford because he had Dick as a coach for a while and he's probably one of our best um, scientists kind of running kind of guys. Um, so I don't know what that looks like at the moment just yet. Yeah. But I'd, I'd imagine every probably 5K, which is every drink station, I'd, I'd have a, um, a drink and a gel, and I'd probably look to take on a little bit of that drink and probably get on most of the gel um, every 5K. Yep. Uh, caffeine, do you know if you'll have any caffeine in them? Um, I have tried the caffeine. I don't know. I had, I haven't noticed a difference, but I feel like it's probably a, a smart decision to have it rather than not have it um, because why, why not? Um, but I don't know. I drink a bit of coffee, and I never really notice caffeine makes a difference for me um so yeah i'll i've definitely i've tried the caffeine and then the non-caffeine uh morton ones um and i i quite like them i think they're awesome um really easy to eat and all that kind of stuff but 
not too sure. I need to I need to figure out that plan, but I know Scott will have that written down to the detail, and it's I'll probably do that in the two or three weeks beforehand. Yep. Well, there's not going to be many weeks left after that, so hopefully no, you try it beforehand. Um, yeah. Matt Davy writes in. Will he be doing any heat acclimat acclimat? No oh, shit, I can't pronounce his word. Acclim. He hasn't even Acclim- spelled it right. Acclimatization. Acclim- he's spelled yeah. it wrong. Acclimation yeah, no. is written here for gold. He's a teacher, isn't he? Yeah, I know. This is it, isn't it? A C C L I M A T I O N. Acclimation. That's not how you spell it, yeah. Davy. He's a teacher. Yeah, uh, acclimatization yeah. should be the word for Gold Coast. Yep. Bendigo um, is freezing at the moment. Yeah, no, nah, I won't be. People um, forget think... that, don't they? That, sorry, just to add in, like people think yep. if Bendigo gets hot in summer that it's always hot. They think yeah. the same thing about Chuka, but like middle yep. of winter up here, even today, like it was negative one. Um, yep. Yeah, because we're so far inland, gets fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously a massive winner for us, um, us Southerners, um, is that the marathon now starts at six um, compared to eight twenty, eight thirty. Um, when it used to start, and you, no, I know, not I, that late, because you used to do the half, and you'd finish the seven, half seven thirty, I think it was seven thirty, seven thirty, yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember being up there a few times watching my parents do the marathon, and I was just on the sidelines, and I was standing there, and it was ten o'clock kind of thing. They normally run around three hours, and I was like roasting, and I was like, I cannot imagine running in this. Whereas I suppose I think that that extra um, hour and a bit starting a bit earlier um, will make a massive difference um, so yeah I'm heading up a few days beforehand but um, I've got to I've got to work so I'm not a full-time runner so I can't um, I can't go up to holidays to Noosa um, just mm. whenever I want like would some be people. nice though wouldn't it oh, imagine going up there and not even training yeah 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 it's yeah I, yeah very very tough life um, but yeah so I won't be doing anything um, beforehand just slaving away here in Bendigo. Here's one for you, though. Like, let's say I've just got Gold Coast weather open now. Like, it could be 12 degrees at the start time. Yeah. And it might and only get to, like, 14, 16. But if you're doing workouts in, say you did a workout this morning at 8 or 9 o'clock, it wouldn't be that hot. It would have been 5, 7. So will you potentially do workouts in the middle of the day in Bendigo when it might be 14, 15? to like stimulate what it is no simulate not stimulate simulate yeah. what it is gonna be like at the Gold Coast yeah I don't know maybe um, there's a lot of unknowns with the marathon but when I when I've done half marathons up there I haven't noticed a big difference um, and I think if say if it's 12 degrees that's I don't know that's not really a massive jump like fair enough if you ran in Doha on the weekend where it's 40, like that's a massive jump. Um, and we've, I don't know, yeah, it's been cold for a little bit, but it wasn't that long ago that we were kind of having yeah, uh, so mid to high really. 20s. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I'm like I can remember doing a session in a T-shirt getting quite hot two weeks ago kind of thing. So um, I think it's... Yeah, I the have, next it's not, four, it's going to be cold though. Yeah, it's yeah. It's getting colder, but, not hotter. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. But I don't think it disappears. Well, I don't think it leaves you that that quickly so it's i know i might do a few uh just a a bit of a longer run when it's in the middle of the day or something on a sunday just so i'm a bit used to it but um yeah i actually haven't haven't really thought about it so it's yeah maybe i need to put a bit of thought into it you've got to get thinking down there i reckon i'm i sound very unprepared don't i (laughs) 
Uh, all good. Well, let's leave it there. Some news uh, out of Athletics Victoria. Round three for the Bats got moved. Um, it was meant to be mm. this weekend coming. The Eckerton Relay, where everyone runs a different distance, uh, they changed that to, I think it's the 7th of August, which works well for us, I think, because um, you were unavailable for this one. Yep. But all yep. of a sudden, we might have a stronger team um, when this round actually happens now in August. Although our yeah true, but our team was looking pretty good. We had mm. a pretty good um, pretty good swap for me. So I think we were probably um, yeah definitely eyeing off another another victory. I reckon, um, especially in Div Two, but I reckon an overall victory. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on our team? Yeah, it was a pretty solid team. Um, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like a bit out of town for the Melburnians, and we see mm. saw it Lightner Park. They don't like travelling. And yeah, mm. obviously it's hard to replace you, but um, the guy that we were hoping to replace you with, you know, quality runner, sub 14, 15, 5K guy, sub uh, 30, 10, 10K guy. Like you're putting, yes. putting, putting a quality person in that spot. So yeah, it would have been interesting, but we'll wait and see. See what happens in um, April. No, August. Yeah, but I don't know. I felt like we had a lot of momentum and it was a bit of a shame not to, um, yeah. but I, I suppose we're it's up a and fair about. call. Yeah, oh, massively, massively. Um, especially seeing those two Div One teams that didn't even didn't even field six. Like that's it's really annoyed me this week. I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, how can you keep these two teams up there when they can't even get six runners? Um, like, it's just I don't know. It's a bit of a joke, and that's oh, why. Especially I, um, when people are busting their guts trying to get to Division One. Like, you see the effort yeah. we're putting in. You see the effort Mentone's putting in. Like, people are really like, you don't want a competition where people treat your competition like that you got to respect yeah. that premier and division otherwise it loses all its value yeah and we would be um i think we'd be equal with st stephen's at the moment if we were top of the ladder yeah. And yeah and that'd got be fans all over the world mate. fans everywhere yeah, we got sponsors they... you know get us up there and that, that those guys in div one want to race against us when you're warming down yeah. with them they're asking hey how, how many guys do you have in the top 30 like they're yeah. treating us like a div one team yeah, exactly. You never exactly. know. This little break in the um, this little break in the season might help us a bit, just to gain a bit of momentum. Maybe get the foots in the door. I'm surprised. Yeah. Like you know, Sean Whip's a smart man. Tim Crosby's a smart man. Like I just feel at Athletics Victoria, that there'd, there'd have to be some kind of talk going on to just be like, can we put this team up mid-season? Surely, because what seriously, something. what happens though, if we if we finish on top of the ladder in Premier Division at the end of the year? Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's just awkward for them. I, I know. That's like what I mean. Like you, you yeah. guys can avoid this awkwardness. Imagine if yeah. you're the winning team in Premier Division, but you're being rolled by 15 points to a Div Two team, and you pick up that trophy at the end of the year. Yeah, You'd embarrassment. We, we wouldn't be embarrassment, but you just feel a bit odd, wouldn't you? Like this is a bit. This is, is it, we didn't really earn this, guys, and everyone would know. Like you're just like you can't just hide it. Yeah, surely there's some um, big discussions going on at the the uh, the powers at the top of AB that are I know looking for some bylaws or something where we can um, get in there. But who's the bet? Well, I still I still think that we've got some um, we've got some grounds to be arguing on around the whole 2020 season because it didn't happen. No team got put up. Let's look back to 2019. Who finished second in Division Two? Oh, Bendigo by just one point. Really, one point? Let's just put them up as well. Who have yeah. they got in two thousand twenty-one? Do we think they're going to be competitive? 
oh yeah. shit, they've come out and come second at Jails Park and then won the second round. And surely if if you're a Div 1 team and you can't field six people, surely you're going, yep, yeah, we shouldn't be in Div 1. Yeah. Surely. Give, give them a so ring and would... just say, hey, you guys, but pull your fingers out or we're kicking us out after third round. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So I know that's been my being the bonnet this week and it's, um, yeah, I, I put up an Instagram post and had the hashtag let the bats fly and tag Dave v, so we'll see if it, I've been um, tagging see if in a they, bit of stuff as well yeah see if they reshare it or not they might just be going blind on hey, it hey you see they <laughs> cut the um, Bendigo bats talk out of your interview though remember I wanted this last yeah. time I was like yeah, yeah I, did you talk about the bats like, yeah yeah I spoke about the bats and then I watched it after we got off air and they just fully cut it out didn't mention it didn't which mention is it. which is shame because it sounds like they're on the defensive like let's just ignore them from as long as possible and hope that they go away yeah and I've I know I've had a lot of feedback about this podcast and how it's good, how we're creating banter and we're um, promoting the XCR series to everyone in Australia and a fair few people around the world. And they're loving it. They yeah. love this. They love this thing. And it's like, yeah, we're just a small Div 2 team. Like, imagine if we're actually in Premier Division. Imagine how much rubbish we'd be able to talk if we're, like, in the in the big leagues. Yeah, I'm just looking at these ladders. They've changed some of the points around. They've uh, really? they've changed. We weren't we on 122 for Lydon Park. They've, yeah, they've, that, they've made us 125, true. and now they've put Western to 124. Oh, that that sounds too. Mm. Yeah, that's, there's a conspiracy some, brewing here. There's a conspiracy going on, going on here. They're they're really worried that we're gonna come out on top. At they're the like, end of you it. know what? Let's add them a point so they don't look good. Yeah, something's going on here. First, ninth, seventeenth, twenty fourth, thirtieth, and forty fourth. They've got us four down for. Jeez, I'm gonna have to look at the results here. See what's going on. I reckon probably what happened is they might have missed that Western A's athlete, which then put our athletes oh, back one point place. back. Yeah, that's exactly but what would have conspira- happened. Conspiracy. Let's go with the conspiracy. Conspiracy. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what's happened. Yeah. So we've lost one. We've lost a couple of points. That's yeah. right. So we would have got. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we would have come second. So we've got two seconds in Premier Division for the season. It's pretty good. We might be just off the top. Uh, Radio, thanks, listeners. If you uh, have been tuning in, once again, that was going to be like a 25 minute show just to hear about Andy's week. We've gone for an hour. If you like what we do here, we really do rely on uh, you guys to spread the word. We don't have any social media for this podcast. We don't um, have any managers or budget or anything like that. We just do this one for free, free to listen to, not free to make because it does take uh, an hour away from our families to record it and then a bit of time to prepare it. So if you like what you hear, you can um, give us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. That's really nice. Or uh, screenshot listening to us, like the little little Tell Me Tales logo with a bat in there and uh, put that on your social media. That would do all right for us. And I can feel free to tag AV in that as well, just, yeah, to, tag just to let them know, let them know you support us, and uh, put a bit of pressure on them to uh, to get us up into Div One. Yeah, we need to let them know that there's some fans out there, even if they just do like some social media post. Just drop the old bat emoji in there. Doesn't even have to be a social media post about like the cross country season. Like if they're promoting their coaching courses or something, just add the bat emoji in there and see if we can get them get them fired up and engaged. There we go. That's a great idea. I love that. <laughs> Imagine every post they just do now is like <laughs> 600 bad emojis. I would love that. And it just keeps going until until they put us up. Just try to like harass our way in there with, oh, with keyboards. 
All right, Andy, we're done. I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Hey, eh? we'll get another weekly recap, and then yeah, before one session, can... that'd be good. I reckon we try to bring a guest in next week as well. Yeah, I might tee up one of the buckles, but I just don't know which one yet. So uh, I, I think if I get to figure out which ones are which when they're identical twins, the yeah, if I get. If I get both of them on here, it might be a bit hectic because they'll start bagging each other out because they like to um, get yeah, one up on nah, each other. So we'll... Identical twins. They've done everything together. Let's give them their show each. Yeah, yeah, true. All Very right. good point. See you, mate. Stay right. injury-free. Thanks, mate. You too. See you, mate. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.